Hi, and welcome to Smiling Gives You Wrinkles, the podcast that helps you celebrate everything about aging with a smile. I'm your host, beauty editor Donna Francis, and throughout my 25-year career, I've been passionate about inspiring women to feel good about themselves, inside and out. And now I'm in my late 40s, I wanted to create something joyful and celebratory around aging. Forget midlife, Smiling Gives You Wrinkles is all about creating more life as you age. You will hear from some brilliant women who not only share their stories about aging, but also offer some great tips to help you look forward to life ahead. Smiling Gives You Wrinkles is here to inspire you to age positively and authentically on your own terms. Today, I'm chatting with the brilliant Susie Grant. You might know her as Alternative Aging on Instagram. Couldn't find anything that made me excited about getting up in the morning. And both my godchildren suggested separately, said, why don't you do this blogging thing that's become becoming huge? So I started as a blogger and then embraced Instagram and now have a weekly vlog on YouTube. Susie is 74 and in the past 10 years, she has reinvented her life after becoming a positive aging influencer. Susie has such a great mindset and attitude towards aging that it's no wonder that she has over 100,000 followers. She's so great at giving brilliant style, fitness and beauty advice. And I just love her eccentric, humorous and joyful approach towards getting older. In this chat, Susie shares some really great and practical advice about how to manage those annoying things that happen to our bodies and minds as we age. You're going to hear about the importance of finding your style as you get older and also how it's so important to keep your body moving. Susie tells me her fitness secret and the thing that keeps her osteoporosis in control. If you're feeling a bit depressed about getting older or feel like life has become boring, then I promise this chat with Susie will change your attitude and really motivate you to embrace the years ahead as fully and positively as you can. I just love how Susie is completely and unapologetically her own person and she really makes me feel that there is so much to look forward to in the future. Susie, it is absolutely amazing to have you on. Whenever I go on Instagram and see your face, I'm so happy to see you. You're so positive. You're a shining beacon. And the last time we spoke, we had such a laugh that I thought, I've got to get you on the podcast. I'm so thrilled. Yes, it was alive, wasn't it? And I really miss you for doing those. But the time difference is just terrific. I know, but we managed to sort this out, didn't we? So I just wanted to start by asking you, what is the best thing about being the age that you are now? Yes, I'm glad you didn't ask me what the worst thing is, because there's plenty of that. No, this is all about positivity. All positive. I have to say, though, as a warning to everyone much younger, I flew past 40s, 50s, 60s, had the biggest celebration at 70. I think it's what's going on out there, people's perception, the government's perception of people over 70. And the closer you get to 75, I've just got to 74, you start getting negative feelings in because the medical people are bothering you all the time and saying things like, well, 
you know, at 75, you need to do this. And at 70, you need to do that and make you feel like really ill. And I'm really in good, rude health, like my 17-year-old dog. Good lifestyle, healthy eating, and I'm not on any prescribed medication. However, it could all change. I think the best bit about being this age is, well, A, I wake up every morning. Jonathan Ross taught me this. <laughs> I wake up every morning and I'm like, yay, I'm still alive and healthy. So, you know, <laughs> let's think positive at any age because so many people are dying younger and younger nowadays. B, I don't actually give a damn what people think anymore. And that does come with age. And that is definitely the best thing about being this age because this is me. If you don't like my sarcasm or my wit or my impatience or all the things that we all have faults, tough titty. I'm here to stay for as long as possible. But thirdly, and this is only happening recently, because I love style rather than fashion, as you know, style, 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 color, color, color. I always make a huge effort for not just Instagram, but when I go out and when I go to things, do's. I noticed in the summer, I took a friend who's my age and also loves color. And we went to a very big press event in a very famous place in Hove, right on the beach. It was the hottest night of the year. I was wearing a very, September, believe it or not, I was wearing a very thin Aussie dress, very hippie chic, um, pink and various colors. And she was in colors. And the most curious thing happened, Donna, everyone there, I think there may have been a couple in their 40s, maybe a couple in their 30s. The majority were very thin, gorgeous-looking 20-somethings. And I didn't, because I was with my friend, it didn't. I, I didn't sit there going like I do sometimes, oh, my God, I'm the oldest person here. They were like flies round a honeypot, and that, keeps happening now they are fascinated that we're old in their eyes I mean I have friends who refuse to accept that we're old well we're not middle-aged are we and we're not young so let's just embrace the fact that officially according to age and demographics we're in the mm. old section although you know I don't mm. feel old or act old but they were like Bees around a honeypot. They couldn't get enough of us. Come and talk to us. Oh, please. And we just had the most amazing nights and conversations like, oh, I love what you're wearing. And it's a two-way thing as well because there was yeah. a beautiful six-foot-tall, model-esque, 21-year-old. I must have been size six, size eight in American, really tiny, really tall. Yeah. And I told her how amazing she looks. And she said, oh, I get such grief on Instagram. People are so nasty. And I said, look, you will never look this good again. You will, Once you get to your 30s, forget it, girl. Everything starts changing. Show your body off. Take no notice of the haters. Make the most mm -hmm. of it now. How I wish I could walk around with my midriff showing, but... Those days are you over. Amazing. <laughs> it's that classic youth is wasted on the young, isn't it? Isn't it ever? They're so hung up, especially nowadays. But I think going back to what you were saying about all those 20-somethings being swarming around you, I think for me as well, you are so authentic. And I think people love that. 
about you and about when you get to a certain age that people don't give a shit, really. I feel, I mean, you know, I'm 47, but I feel I'm only, that's only slightly just happening. I'm a really terrible people pleaser. Yes. And I think everyone kind of, all those 20-something year ones probably look at you and think, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could exude that. Beauty is inside and out, isn't it? And I think when someone walks into a room and has that genuine kind of authenticity, it just exudes. I mean, what I love about you as well, you've got such a distinct style. Is that something that's accumulated over the years or uh, do do you dress the same as you did when you were younger or do you feel like you've changed I tell you, I have changed. I tell you what's happened, what happened. Um, I I loved dressing up as a child. My mum, so this was the 50s, um, so there were wedges, platform shoes, and she had these beautiful red leather platform shoes that I still lust after, and she found me wandering around in them when I was like four. So I've always had a propensity to wacky clothes and colour, um, but... Fast forward to my 30s, and I was working in television by then. Um, Radio was fine. I could wear what I liked, which is why I loved radio. But television, we had to wear a certain style, very smart jackets. They had to be breakfast colours. But if you were Mm. reporting outside, you had to look sensible. And somebody quite recently reminded me of my, this colour, floor-length pink fake fur I bought from Camden Market. And apparently I went to work in that every day. And I don't remember ever getting caught doing a piece to camera with the wrong outfit on. But obviously I dressed more sensibly. And like you, I lived in London, so the uniform was black, beige, navy, as it still is. Nobody Mm. seems to be much into cream. There's a lot of cream and white at the moment. But people don't wear colour. Then I moved to Brighton and I was just 50. And I think you change more in your 60s than in your 50s. 50s are weird. Just to warn you, I ran away on my 50th. I ran away to a a spa in Thailand when nobody knew where I was because I hated that middle age. Well, don't forget, it was 20-something years ago for me. It's probably better now. But... In those days, it was like middle age, middle age, and, you know, ooh, it's all Mm. over, and you're invisible. And I started feeling invisible. You won't be. Nobody is now, thanks to people like Mm. wonderful Helen Mirren and et cetera. But I did those days. And um, soon after going to the health spa, I was writing my second health book for Penguin, and I thought, why am I staying in London? I can live by the sea. Mm. So I moved to Mm. Brighton, and Brighton, as I'm sure anyone who's visited it knows, and I know you know, is very eclectic, very mixed age groups, got very old, old, young, middle-aged students, university. It's a wonderful city for style and style, for style. And everyone wears colour. And I still add colour to my hair. And in those days, because every woman in Brighton had bright red hair or orange hair, I had bright red hair till I decided to embrace the grey. So that was a huge thing for me to move and find my own style, which I did in Brighton. I got into vintage before it became fashionable. I got into pre-loved before it became a thing. 
so many shops here, little independents. So I think I embraced my true style as soon as I moved to Brighton and didn't have to worry about cameras and corporates and looking a certain way. And of course, I've got twice as bad in the last 10 years because of Instagram. <laughs> I actually yeah. I've just finished a collaboration with, well, I haven't edited it yet, with a with a clothes brand, which I've never heard of. And they're not really my thing. They're a bit mumsy. Um, however, they're aiming at my audience, obviously, um, except half my audience on Instagram are under 40. So God help them. Um, but because I love wearing odd things, I put a little hat on with one and thought, oh, that looks amazing. I don't know if I'd go out like that, but Instagram's made me even more adventurous because there's so many people on Instagram much milder than me. I think I'm really straight and boring. Oh, no, you're never, never good, boring. Good. It's those little things, though, isn't it? Like you say, you know, the, the one that you're you're working with, you're collaborating with, it's those little tweaks that you make, like your glasses, glasses your hair, like your scarves. Absolutely. I did a headscarf tutorial. I changed my glasses for every outfit change. Yeah, those little things. Some people use accessories. Some people use hats. There are so many women that get stuck in a rut, and I think that would be a great, tip from you is that kind of you know the little things make oh. a difference and can really easily change your wardrobe and, and your style and save you money get your wardrobe I mean I'm doing shop your wardrobe at the moment because I'm trying not to keep buying things why do we keep buying things you know yeah. a reward for me is oh you can go shopping because so and so happened and it's like why am I going shopping I've got too many clothes anyway but I am trying very hard to wear my old clothes. And it is finding a headscarf that suits you, or it could be a headband, or as I said, hats, berries. Everybody's got their own thing. And I'm a great mm. fan, and I'm sure you are, of stylists that you can actually see in a shop who will help you, or someone who can does, do your colours. And what I mean, I was taught ages ago to always wear a V-neck, and... She's so right. When I wear a round neck, it doesn't look right. So little things mm -hmm. like that help if you're really concerned. There are plenty of YouTube videos around as well and help. But, it's, yes, makeup, get some makeup lessons and try everything on your in your wardrobe out. And, you know, instead of going for the, oh, I'll wear a safe little flat or I'll wear a safe little heel – Put some biker boots on with it. And I'm a great mm. fan of biker boots and comfort. But that's how I get a grungy look. Black leather jacket, neck skirts and biker boots. And everyone goes mental when I do something like that on Instagram. It's I very easy. <laughs> and everything that I've just mentioned is about a trillion years old. <laughs> but I think there's so many good tips there because many women do feel they hit their 50s or their 60s and they feel invisible and you don't have to feel like that. And if you add colour to your wardrobe, it just makes such a difference. But also going back to your um, to your makeup as well, you were telling me about some treatment that you have on your skin because your skin looks so amazing, so plump and healthy. What's your secret? Right. Well, first I have to say I've never had um, treatments, invasive treatments, um, I have very good genes, thanks to my mum. She was Bulgarian, and they grow up on masses. She was getting olive oil in the pharmacy 
for our dressing in the 50s in bottles this small, mm. tiny, wow. because nobody had heard of olive oil in England and nobody was going abroad then. So I was brought up on a Mediterranean diet. So <laughs> A, that helps your skin. B, I've always hated sunbathing, thank God. I love being in the sun, walking by the sea. And yeah. never, I can't, since my mid 20s, I can't do that roast pig on a spit thing. Thank God. <laughs> I hate yeah, it. Thank it's God. so uncomfortable. Yeah. So I've always wear factor 50, good genes, I have to say, and good lifestyle and diet have helped enormously. However, Everything. Somebody said it on a podcast the other day. Oh, my God, this is so depressing, Donna. Somebody was asking why they were looking gaunt. Apparently, apparently, fact, your skull shrinks as you get older. So the face on your skull is going... And it was an excellent... Yours doesn't look like it's shrunk. You've got gorgeous... Plump skin. No, it has. Anyway, I have had a treatment. The only treatments I've had, I've never had fillers or anything like that, but I met this wonderful, I don't know if you know him, the aesthetics doctor, Ahmed. Oh, yeah. You know Ahmed? Yeah, I don't know him. I've done lives with him. He's wonderful. And about two years ago, he offered to give me the Elance treatment, Elance, E-L-L-A-N-S-E, which is basically, it's not pleasant, it's injections all over the area that needs a bit of plumping, because what I hate is losing the plumpness. That's the skull shrinking, and you go like that. Yeah. It's, like, it's just yeah. not dropping. Yeah. You need and looking to lift, lift, And looking a bit miserable. This will not work yeah. forever, but it's not bad. And what it does is it's hyaluronic acid injected into your skin, which makes your body produce eight times more collagen than it would normally Eight times. So between the treatment and three months, it just keeps going. So it's looking better now than a few weeks ago. So it lasts for three months or it it gets better over two years. It lasts two years. It takes two to three months, and I would say three months for my age, two to three months for your body to produce more and more collagen. So you plump, plump, plump out. And then it lasts for uh, till two years. I would say about eighteen months, two years for people my oh, age. I love that. Very oh, natural. Very natural. No, there, that's the thing. It's not changing the way you look. It's exactly. just exactly really glowy and nobody notices. And, nobody notices. Yeah. They just say you look really well, and that's yeah. That's, that's what we want. That's all we want. So now I've got the start of osteoporosis. This is another topic. Yes. Um, I'm managing yeah. it naturally by rebounding on the rebounder every day, doing lots and lots of weights, and I've got a great bone um, balance. It's called bone balance. It's not a supplement. It's a food state. Is the rebounder a trampoline? Yes. Sorry, trampoline, mini trampoline indoors. Love that. It's Can really... I just ask you, how long do you do that for? Oh, and, God, only like... a record, three minutes. It's quite tiring, but I try and do it every couple of hours. It wakes me up, but it's so good for the bones. And the and I've been taking this food state supplement devised by scientists with a proper, you know, it's been properly tested and trialed with great success. And I had my first bone scan in two years, DEXA, um, a few weeks ago, and the, the expert wrote on it a significant improvement. 
So that was just two years. So all I'd say was, sorry, backtracking, the reason I got osteoporosis, I'm pretty sure, is I was a heavy smoker in my youth and I didn't go on HRT when I should have done. If I'd gone on HRT, I would not have osteoporosis now. So there is so much good research Oh, oh, yeah, the people I go to, she's like the leading expert in possibly the world, but definitely in the UK. And um, she put a woman of 92 on HRT recently. That's how important it is for us. And it's not horse's urine anymore or cow's urine, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. The side effects of not having it are far worse than the side effects of having it. And I really wish I'd gone on it in my 50s. Well, that's something I need to hear, actually, because I've not. Look up Dr. Newson, N-E-W-S-O-N. She is, she's training GPs. She's trained about 200 GPs in this country to handle menopause properly. Oh, okay. And I need to, yeah, stop I will scaremongering. Stop it. Stop the scaremongering. Women need it for I their know. bones. And the other thing that will cause osteoporosis is all the veganism, I'm afraid to say. One expert yeah. has said that there will be an epidemic of osteoporosis because of veganism. And I understand the moral side of it totally, but I have to eat a bit of meat and protein for my sake of my bones. In my body. Because you just don't get the same amount of protein. You don't realise till you're older. No, And it's so important over 60. I don't, I don't want to put mm. an age on it, but as you get older, protein is more and more important. It's the building yeah. block of the body. We need every amino acid to give us strong muscles. Yes, we do. Do you do so? You do the trampolining three to three minutes a day. Yes, when I, when, when I can be asked. Yes. And do you do any other? You do a lot of walking, don't you? I do you? a lot of walking, but I do a lot of weights. And my club has just opened its gym, so I will be there even more. I do Pilates, I do yoga, but I do a lot of weights. Really mm. important. I've got a whole sequence I can do in 10 minutes, and I do that three times a week um, for the I sake of that. my bones. There is one more thing that I wanted to speak to you about, um, which I love about you as well, is your reinvention of your career. I mean, I know you've always been in TV and radio, so you've kind of been in media a lot. But, you know, learning about Instagram and, and, you know, editing and everything, that's definitely something new. And I think you said that was about 10 years ago that you really started to kind of... yeah promote yourself or or just load stories up to Instagram. And I think for a lot of women, they get, so you was, what, 65 64, so then? it's exactly 10 years. 64. And I couldn't find anything I wanted to do. I was bored being retired. And I didn't want to write another health book. I didn't want to practice nutrition anymore. Didn't want to, I tried everything, writing a film script, doing this, doing that. Couldn't find anything that made me excited about getting up in the morning. And both my godchildren suggested separately, said, why don't you do this blogging thing that's become becoming huge? So I started as a blogger and then embraced Instagram and now have a weekly vlog on YouTube. 
I do all my own editing. I'm too much of a control freak to give it to someone else to edit. I have tried. Wow, um, that's I've had lot. to learn all that. I've had to learn it all. I've got a brilliant friend who works for Apple who's like the best teacher in the world. He could just teach me for half an hour and it's in. There's so much help online on YouTube. There are, I did a photography course online to make sure I got better pictures for my blog. Yeah, I've had to learn everything. As we, and I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I found out the other day that I can actually put my voice and Instagram music on at the same time. It's very fiddly, but, you know. It is. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's quite hard to figure out, actually. It's I'm, hard. I'm really, it's fiddly. Yeah, it is. It's too fiddly. But that's what keeps you, I hate to say it, young, but yes. useful, I guess. No, and... it's it's so important. I don't want to act or think like an old person. Now, I hear myself, like our conversation at the beginning, sounding like an old person. Oh, what's wrong with 25-year-olds nowadays? And off I go, grumpy old woman. But I'm also totally up to date, well, within reason, to um, the music scene, not Radio 1 type music, but the music scene. And um, on Wednesday this week, I went to Pete Tong, Ibiza Sounds at the Brighton Centre. It was mm. the biggest party of ravers you've seen in ages. I couldn't believe it. Everyone was so happy there. It was like, yes. We have a disastrous country. It's freezing cold and dark, but we're going to have a good time. It was the best night ever. So I will never stop doing things that, you know, Pete Tong's 63, for Christ's sake. He's not a young Wow. Star. And people no. were, several people, because I was with a, a friend the same age, um, several people, and I hope we pass for our 60s, but several people, groups of women in their 40s, stopped us and went, oh, wow, you two are amazing. And I found it really patronising. And I wanted, I did. I went, why? It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. if they carried on, I would have gone, he's 63. So yeah. why are you going, we're amazing? He's amazing. <laughs> That's it. You don't want to be defined by no being old. <laughs> exactly. Don't come up and tell me well done for being alive and dancing. We invented exactly. it. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. I want to wrap this up by asking you the last thing. What do you, th and I think you've kind of addressed this throughout the, the podcast, but what is the one thing that you wish you knew when you were younger about getting older? Oh, that's a good question. The grey hair, actually, I think because it was such a pain dyeing it all through my 30s and my 40s and my 50s. Mm. I think I wish Instagram had been around then because that's what got me going. The most amazing looking women on Instagram of all ages with beautiful white silver locks. And I was salt and pepper, but it's gone beautifully grey now. And now I add tints to it just to be a bit more that's exciting. Right. I, I, it sounds really puerile, but I wish I had just thought. I had an auntie who sadly passed this summer, but she was 97 and I absolutely loved her. But she was my inspiration. And she always, she was dying her hair right up to the day she died. But she always wore really? amazing clothes and we went away together once and we had exactly the same wardrobe. 
you know, all these years difference and both had leopard skin, both had black and white, both had this. Um, so I think it's, it's I, I wish I'd taken more notice of older people. I wish Instagram had been around to inspire me. So not, I mean, my biggest, worst decade, as I told you, was 50s. So I wish I'd had 50-year-old women to inspire me or older to not freak out about being 50. God, what I would give to be in my 50s now. Is that a mindset then? Do you no, think? no, That's it's physical. Good. It's physical. You get so much tired at this age. Oh, it, yeah. Right. You can okay. go out raving in your 50s and you'll be fine. In your 70s, yeah. you need a week to recover. <laughs> That's the only yeah. difference. <laughs> it's your body. <laughs> it's like an old car, Donna. I'm like an old car. Yeah. I look, I'm a very well-preserved good vintage car but you can't push me if you put the wrong fuel in me and and make me run and run and run without a service I'll just go and act my I think you'll always be running and running and running Susie I hope I'll be like Iris Apfel she was my she's amazing she's 101 she's my total inspiration you will definitely be even more than Iris Apfel I'll need help that's for sure We'll keep getting that hyaluronic acid and wearing those bright clothes and tramp jumping on that trampoline. Oh, and I will. I will. And looking after the eye bags, thanks to your suggestion. Oh, yeah. Because, Susie, you messaged me on Instagram, didn't you? And you asked me, what's the best thing for puffy eyes? And it was weird because that day I just had a meeting with this new brand called Light Inderm. And I said, oh, you must send a sample well a gadget to Susie because basically it's like a light therapy gadget isn't it that's really that's got a head oh, that's really I would, good I should have brought it down it's got a little glow they sent me a box of goodies so thank you but they did include oh, like this wonderful little it's got a little lighting globe at the bottom but it also is for six different parts of your face so there's something oh. for lifting, there's something for red blemishes if you have them, there's something for lines. But because of my eye bags, I've just started on, I've only been doing it a week, but I reckon yeah. I reckon they're better already because it just goes around there and it goes around there. It's obviously helping the lymph. I mean, Dr. Ahmed said the only thing that will get rid of them is surgery, and that's expensive right. yeah. and quite invasive. Yeah. However, yeah. you look so much younger when you get rid of them. <laughs> Um, but that machine is amazing. What's it called again? Light? Light in derm. Light, Light in derm. I haven't done it today because I had to shoot first thing, so I better go and do it now. Oh, Take my makeup yeah, make off. Sure you do it. And I do the red infra thing as well, the infrared mask when I remember. Yes. I mean, there's so much yeah. you can do at home. But the other thing he did tell me, which will be useful for everyone to know, is don't waste your money on facials. The best thing you can waste your money on is the very best products to put on your face. Be it because you're doing it, you're doing it repetitively. I knew you you with facials. You're not. I knew you. Yeah. He won't see his clients till they've done their skincare. So really good Mm. vitamin C. Um, a really good retinol. Again, you need to be careful when you're older because it can make your skin much thinner. Yes. Anyway, really, really good skincare, top of the list rather than facials. Interesting. A good serum, a good SPF as well. Oh, the SPF goes without saying. 50 every day, even in dull, old, grey, old, miserable England. 
Well, I am looking forward to being 75 because of you. I'm not 75 yet. I'm only I am looking forward to being 74 because of you. Sorry, Susie. (laughs) It's all right. I'm only Thank you so much. Thank you, my darling. Thank you so much. And I miss you lots. And I'll see you within the next year or so. Two years, max. Thanks so much for listening to Smiling Gives You Wrinkles. I hope you enjoyed that chat as much as I did. Remember to join me next week when I'll be talking to another brilliant woman. Until then, please leave me a five-star review wherever you're listening and tell your friends about the podcast too. I'm Donna Francis and remember, Smiling Gives You Wrinkles. Wrinkles.